There it is. Talking Nets, a quick hitter. We're doing this live. We're doing this also for the pod, but I feel like there's not too much to talk about. Um, the Nets obviously beat the Rockets two nights ago. It is Friday now. That game was Wednesday. And uh, tonight they will host the Atlanta Hawks. Six games left to secure that six seed. Go ahead and hit the music, Alex. Wait, wait, wait. We're doing that Brooklyn, Nets, Brooklyn talk. Nets talk right here on Talking Nets. Brooklyn, we go hard. We go, go hard. Talking Nets. Hosted by Keith McPherson, Robin Lundberg, and Hudson Flynn. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Talking Nets, episode 204. On a Friday, the last Friday of the month of March, March 31st, the last day of the month as we get into April. And if you are a basketball fan, you know what April brings. Not showers, playoff basketball. Keith McPherson, Hudson Flynn, Robin Lumberg. Welcome in, guys. You know, I got to just go back to go back to the thing I, I've had with this team the, the last last couple of weeks and and see if you can if you can bottle certain aspects. You talk oh, about a remix. Hold on. Hold on. You coming in like the DJ is cutting you up. Oh, is there something wrong with my audio? Robins, he, he's cutting. He's skipping. You were coming in double time. It's like not DJ better now. Back, 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 back. <laughs> Try again. Try and talk again. Phone check. One, two. What is this? Is this? Nah, that was microphone, phone, check, <laughs> one, two, two. What is this, this, this? <laughs> I don't know. You got to – Well, I'll take to, it. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Hudson. Handle that, Rob. <laughs> well, while Robin uh, fixes those technical difficulties, I mean, obviously we had the game two days ago, right? The Nets won a game that they're supposed to win. They didn't look as consistent as we all would like them to, but we – we saw once again what can happen when the Nets hit their threes, right? They turned it on late. They hit their threes late. And even though they got out-rebounded and honestly smoked in the rebound department, we showed some resilience and we got a win after being you know, down five with three minutes left to go. So a win is a win is a win. And uh, a win when we're hitting threes uh, is especially exciting. And now looking ahead to a Hawks game tonight, we had Jared Williams in the chat said that the Hawks have been very inconsistent. That's actually not true. They've been remarkably consistent. They've been historically consistent. They are the most 500 team, arguably, in the history of the NBA. They, they lose a game, they win a game. They lose a game, they win a game. Over their last 26 games, they're 13 and 13. And in very exciting news, if I, if I am, am plugged in correctly, the Hawks actually lost their last game. Or they won their last game, excuse me. They beat the Cavaliers, and now they have a schedule loss up against the Nets, see if they can keep their 500 streak alive. I think they can. I would love to see the Nets beat a team that they are supposed to be better than, but are closer to them in the standings. And I would love some payback for that last loss. Is the mic still screwed up or am I better? I think you're better. All right. There we go. <laughs> you know, like unplugging it and plugging it back in is always the the solution that works every time, right? Um, as far as what Hudson was just getting at and, and this team as a whole, the other night was huge. And and I went from I went from thinking in my head, okay, these guys just suck to feeling happy again, right? Cuz like when you watch that game against the uh, Rockets, when you when you see it was coming off the Magic game and and I wrote the Magic game off. I was I was writing that one off. 
but I, I was in no excuse mode after that mm-hmm. because the Magic game I thought had a legit excuse given the schedule, given they had played the, the Heat the night before. No excuse mode for the Rockets, and they just couldn't get together that entire game until the last three minutes that, that Hudson just uh, alluded to. And when you, you talk about talk about now and where they're at, well, that was a, a monster win as far as getting the stated goal. <laughs> might have to be more than a, a plug-in, <laughs> unplug it, Robin. Yeah, it might be an internet connection. I think it might be a lag thing because it's double timing. Like you're saying something and it's coming through twice. What about just with the MacBook microphone here? Now you're actually now you're that sounds good. I mean, the, the mic sounds bad. I was but, saying, uh, yeah, it's a little hollow on the mic, but at least it's one timing. All right. Yeah, I'll reset the computer before the next one or something and see if that that helps. But um, where was I at? Sorry for screwing up this entire podcast. Talking about watching the Rockets game and um, <laughs> coming off the Magic game. And, uh, you know, I'm still pissed about that second Cavaliers game because yeah, yeah. that should have been a win, too. That would hurt the most, but the the Rockets game was going to be in that category because that Rockets loss would have been give up territory. Yeah, you, they I lose know. that game to the Rockets season they over. Give up, it's done with. But because they they found whatever it was in the last couple minutes, there were able to come back and, and beat the Rockets. Well, after that, then all of a sudden you look like the driver's seat for the six seed. You know, because they have the the tiebreaker over Miami. So with the tiebreaker over Miami. That means Miami has to finish better than them in order to pass them and and win. So, essentially, the Nets have, what is it? They're up a game and a half right now. A two and a half game lead over Miami. And they can get to the playoffs as we wanted, as your stated goal was, Keith, to to get into a playoff series. And the, the three guys who have now played more than James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving as a net, also as Nets, also have a good net rating together where uh, Mikel Bridges, Spencer Dinwiddie, and um, Cam Johnson, when they've been on the floor, it's worked. Cam Johnson is now working his way towards a, a paycheck in the offseason. And another guy that I think we, we um, should give a little love here today is Royce O'Neal, who's been clutch for this team all season and was, and was clutch again against Houston. It's on me to say something, and I'm muted, but I was also in the chat. I want to go to... Um, Robert's comment, Alex, in the in the chat, because I had a friend of mine text me about this. This was heard on Bill Simmons Ringer podcast, correct? Uh, I, I think I'm trying to go back because my guy, Mike, um, shout out to Mike. He's a season ticket holder with the Nets. He hit me up and he said something about this, too. He's like, um, quick question. <laughs> it's the same thing. He's like, Bill Simmons is saying the Nets will get a get the seven seed. Because either Miami or Atlanta has to win the Southeast Division, and that would make them a top. When in the this is not the NFL. This is not like when in the NBA. You, I bet you can't even name. It's East and West. I bet most NBA fans can't even name the Atlantic. They're like you can't name those divisions, and winning those divisions don't give you any type of priority or status or default yeah that's that's old news they they changed the rule in 2015 yeah it was a thing but it's 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 it's, an, it's it's just it's just outdated info uh yeah. bill simmons on his bs podcast i We're guess talking to eight years ago <laughs> like they don't give you that anymore like that's not a thing anymore it's not the like i don't know i don't know why he would even bring that up i guess he's just a celtics nets hater but uh yeah i remember saying to um 
my guy Mike, I'm like, he may maybe he misspoke, but I think we we own the tiebreaker over Miami. I read that they would have to have a better record than the Nets and the Knicks now, and I think they play tonight. Um, the Knicks and the uh, and the Heat. No, the Heat. The no. Knicks play the uh, the, the the Cavs tonight. I think they just played them. It doesn't matter. They're not they're not jumping us. Um, unless we lose out. The Nets have six total games left. Um that I, I don't know. People are talking about that, and that doesn't mean anything. What Bill Simmons is talking about is from 2015. The 2015 season, I, I went to watch the Nets play the Hawks in uh Barkley Center in that playoffs, the one versus eight seed, and the Nets won the game I went to. And we were leaving, chanting like Nets in six. <laughs> What's going to happen? Um, but anyway, where we're at now is where, where I hope we'd be at. After Kyrie blew the thing up, and <laughs> we're not going to say anything about Kyrie and his situation and what's going on over there in Dallas. Enjoy. Um, all things considered, all I wanted from this team was to avoid the play-in get into a playoff series and right now they're in good shape to do that and most likely we will face the philadelphia Philadelphia 76ers and i'm fine with that matchup for two reasons i like the local feel of it it's like history repeating itself as well before the kd Kyrie era we faced them we won that first game then we got the gentleman sweep and um for sean marks to have to look at Daryl Morey and those guys that you decided to help <laughs> by taking on Ben Simmons contract. Somebody wrote to us on talking Nets Twitter and they were like, Ben Simmons shut it down because he realized the Nets are going to face the Sixers and he doesn't want any smoke with that. So uh, that's where we're headed. That's where the, that's where the future looks like. There's only a few games left for the Brooklyn Nets and them bouncing back the way they did against the Rockets. I think that they'll be able to hold here and beat these teams coming up. Um, other than that, we were talking about the season ticket holder event. Heat have to finish one game better than the Nets, and I don't think they will. Um, if you go look at how the Heat have played, who they have to play, and Udonis Haslam's been going through it, it they're cooked. Um, we're in good shape, and this is a different era for the Nets right now. All things considered, when we started this season, the big three was supposed to be KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons. The big three now is. Uh, Mikael Bridges, Nick Claxton, Spencer Dinwiddie, Cam Johnson stepped up the other night. Maybe he could be more of that. I'm fine with where the Nets are. I think they can win a game, maybe two, against the Sixers. And also with the Sixers, Embiid is always hurt. Harden is always hurt. Embiid has failed in the playoffs. Harden has failed in the playoffs. Don't let this series get interesting where it goes to five, six, seven games. You never know what can happen. You guys' thoughts? Well, yeah, I mean, you win game one, and, and there's a lot of pressure on them. But they're already dealing with some injuries. I mean, uh, they, they both missed a game the other night, the, the Nuggets game, right? They, they came back and, and played the, the next game. But it, it's about, one, th- this Nets team is coming together. And, and they are essentially going through an expedited training camp uh, start of the season that happened midseason because of all the new players. I mean, four of the new guys that they got are starters right now. And... Uh, maybe, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith hasn't exactly earned that role with his shooting. His defense has been there, but Royce O'Neal has been the, the better shooter and, and, and the better cog in, in that regard. But it's, it's also 
about this group of guys that you like watching and and you like um, the idea of building around. I mean, Cam Johnson was in a little bit of a slump, and and now I think fans are probably ready to max him out. And then there's the Mikhail Bridges aspect of things where he's starting to transcend a little bit, where it, it's not just how good he's played, but you see the Selly taking off a, a, a little bit now. I Carl, see Carl Anthony Towns do it incorrectly. Carl Anthony Towns. He's a Jersey guy, but I don't know if we could claim him. He's a Kentucky guy. He's wild, goofy. <laughs> he tried to do it. I, I've seen some kids in the NCAA tournament do it, you know. And and Mikael Bridges. I've got a friend whose kids play like youth basketball in Brooklyn, and all the kids are doing it now. It's 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 become a, a culture. He has it's a, a thing. thing. He's a star in this league, a star in the making. Brooklyn Bridges. I think it's. Cause Cat did all like Kat he had Cat did, did four like, fingers. Hand. Yeah, he <laughs> also has a weird be... head, head tilt that he had going on too. <laughs> Three, one less finger. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm cool with that. Also, uh, let's flash the um the bracket. Let's flash the uh, playoff picture. I mean, it's coming into focus. I don't know what Milwaukee was doing. I didn't watch the game yesterday because I was in Yankee Land and doing baseball stuff. But Celtics smacked them. Um, this is how it's shaping up. This is what it's looking like. Miami and Atlanta are going to probably dance with each other and they'll have the pleasure of doing what we had to do last year, come out as that, you know, seven seed and get smoked by the Celtics. I will take this series against the 76ers, man. It is, it is almost like the writing is on the wall with the whole Ben Simmons move. Like, why would you help your rival, uh, you know, why would you help a team that like you know you're gonna end up facing? Ben Simmons is whatever. I uh, I saw some people say Ben Simmons pulled up to the um, season ticket holders event. He was in and out of there. I heard Cam Thomas stayed for a while, and you know really talked to fr- uh, fans and like I appreciate that because there's a lot of narratives around that young man that he doesn't want to be here or whatever. I think he's just a kid, and um, I, I was talking to you guys before. I don't know who set up. Mikael Bridges, but he was on stage and they had him take like four attempts at, at draining a shot that was like down on the floor. And I'm like, you never play basketball like that. You're always shooting up. You're never looking down, shooting down on the net, but uh, whatever. I like the fact I went to the season ticket holder event last year. It was on a Saturday this year. I think it was on like a Tuesday. Uh, I wasn't even able to go, but I like the fact that now the nets have this team that's more relatable, more likable, and the fans get to actually connect with them. They got to get Ben Simmons up out of here. But whatever. He's a non-factor. He shut down for the year. That news came out this week. We move. We move on with the guys that we have. And tonight they got to handle Trey Young and the Hawks. And I think they can. I think they will. What are you guys thinking about this game tonight? Who are you expecting to see? Another thing about Cam Thomas I meant to mention was like, I think last episode I was talking about how you know Nets fans want to see Cam get minutes. But, like, Cam getting minutes is not instrumental to winning. How many minutes did Cam get in the Rockets game? And I know they gave him some burn against the Magic. But, like, he didn't get any – he didn't. He got a DMP, I believe. Um, Edmund Sumner being back, he only got a couple minutes. But uh, he gave us some juice against Miami. Uh, Royce O'Neal's playing 26 minutes. Seth Curry being back gave you 13 minutes. But, really, this team is Nick Claxton – Mikael Bridges, Spencer Dinwiddie, Cam Johnson, uh, Doe, and Royce. And then whatever else like Dayron Sharp can do, they can do. But uh, 
I'm cool with where we're at and where we're going to be. And it's funny. We will face the 76ers. Uh, what's the date? Before the, the regular season ends, we will. Our last game, Sunday, April 9th, is against the 76ers. So I guess we'll get a little look at maybe their bench players versus our bench players, like a little tune-up, and then most likely face them in the first round of the playoffs. Well, you know, it, it, I don't know why, but holding on to the six seed just feels important to me. I, I, and and that was such a, a big um, step toward doing so in, in the, the, the last game. Edmund Sumner is the guy I'd be giving the minutes to, especially in the matchup with the Hawks uh, against Trey Young, because Trey Young can sort of navigate the floor, get where he wants to get to. He obviously, he's going to try and draw fouls. Last time that the Nets played the Hawks, they fell behind early, stormed back and lost on that Trey Young buzzer beater. But these are the, the kind of games that they need to win at home against, you know, an even sort of team. This is an even matchup. They're, they're on this, the same kind of level. You hope that the Nets are a, a slight tick above Atlanta because, as Hudson mentioned, Atlanta has been exactly 500 in every regard. They're like the Seinfeld episode where he, you know, he loses the money and he finds it in a, a pocket in some shirt that's in his closet, you know, always breaks even. That's been the Atlanta Hawks this season. But every win is now massive because the Nets really only have to win three or four more games. And it, it's essentially assured that they will be in the regular playoffs and not to play in. And, and I think we'd all just, it would just be such a nice note to end the season on for this group of guys to have Bridges, on the trajectory he's on, to have this group of guys play well, hold that spot, get into the playoffs, give a representative effort going into the offseason and, and and feeling like you're building something rather than pending doom. And it's always felt like pending doom. And even now the interviews, I, I know Katie did the interview the other day about how much he liked the organization and whatever and blah, blah, blah. They did We're every- not allowed to talk about Katie and Kyrie. Where's the where's the one random dude in the chat? Uh, Piper123, that's like, here we go talking about our exes again. Well, I mean, Katie was saying that, and and I guess for those who said, you know, stars hate the Nets or whatever, that's the good news, as Katie said he loved the organization. But come on, you know, as soon as things got rough, he he wanted out. And and it feels, it feels like, you know, the, the team that you can mold and the team that you can grow with. And and I, I don't care about the, the fans who lose their minds on Twitter or, or you know, say, woe is me every time there's a loss. I, I do feel good about the direction. I do feel good about where they're at. Yeah, and this, wrapping up the sixth seed, winning a game or maybe two in the playoffs, that feels like where teams usually are when they're on a serious upward trajectory, right? Before they make moves to solidify, you know, of a serious title contending core the season before that is usually reflected in a exceeding expectations type mode unlike where the nets have been in the last couple years last year in particular where they end up in the play-in theoretically while they're in their all-in mode and then that's only a downward slide that's only missed expectations but now we're in a position where it feels not only like we can build on uh, on the Nets as an organization, but on this season in particular, on this core that we honestly cobbled together in the midst of a collapse. And so, you know, now that we're going to have some time to have a full season of Mikhail Bridges, have playoff experience with Mikhail Bridges, I-, I trust Sean Marks to be able to look at this team and see what we've gotten out of this team and know where to make improvements because 
we're in a position where we have the assets, we have the team, we have the, the team on the court now who has shown themselves to be in a good position going forward where you can look and have hope and make calculated smart decisions that aren't based on appeasing one player, you know, filling a hole that only exists because you don't have the money to pay, you know, someone to fill that hole. It's, it's just a good position to be in. And tonight is not the game that determines whether we're going to be the sixth seed, whether we win a couple games in the playoffs, but tonight against a good Atlanta team that is competing for something, they are competing to get a higher play in seating. It's going to be good and really important for the Nets to put on a good performance tonight because this will show, this will state their intentions, not only for the rest of the season, but with that, you know, the future going forward under this current core. Uh, in the chat, before we go to voicemails, appreciate you guys pulling up and always being active in the chat with your thoughts and comments. Uh, Jared said, I'd rather face the 76ers than to face the Celtics. Of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. And we will face them, like I said, the last game of the season. We've got five out of these last six games at home. Home cooking, don't have to travel, sleep in your own bed. These guys will get it done. Um, let's say, let's see. Izzy Lugo says, if we just make the sixth seed, we did better than last season. I'm good with that. I have been pumping that message here and on WFAN since the trade went down. That's where I set the bar. And when they lost the first four games coming out of the uh, All-Star break, I'm like, well, maybe we're destined for the plan. But they fought back. Um, Ramon. Thank you for bringing this up. I know it might not matter to most Nets fans, but the Long Island Nets won today. They're one they're they're one game away from the championship or they're going to the championship. I think they're one game away from going to the championship. So props to them. Shout out to the uh Long Island Nets for being solid. Led by David there we go. Long Island Nets are now Eastern Conference Finals bound. They're going to the finals. Last time the team made it this far was 2018-2019. It's like history is repeating itself. 2018-2019, the Nets went and faced the Sixers in the playoffs. So, um, also in the chat, uh, Ree Hollis says, Embiid going to get 20 free throws. With as shitty as the officiating has been this year, I do want them. Because with the way that these guys are uh, foul merchants and floppers, <laughs> They might be able to like even the game out. Like it might be, we might get into a weird game with the Sixers where they're not calling it right, and some things might go our way. And with the Philadelphia free throws or the the, the free throw bros uh, and beat and, and Harden. Sometimes when the the games get tougher in the playoffs, the 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 refs swallow their whistles a little bit more on those plays. And when you're not attempting to score, and when you're just attempting to draw a foul. That can come back to bite you, and both those guys do that a lot. So th that is one reason I think both of them have struggled, relatively speaking, in the postseason versus the regular season. And it's another reason, um, you know, I, I don't hate the matchup for the Nets. Obviously, the Sixers are a very good team. Nobody, you know, nobody's getting that wrong or getting that twisted. But you know, there, there's the the Harden angle that you like. There's the fact that they don't have that point of attack player who's just going to break you down, which has hurt the Nets as of late. And then they have Embiid, but Embiid's already drawing all the attention. They don't have necessarily that other guy that like other guy that's not the the main guy who's grabbing all the offensive rebounds and putting them back up, which has really hurt the Nets. So I, I don't hate that matchup personnel wise. Um, and it, I was gonna nope. say if the riffs do swallow their whistle, right, that also puts the Nets in a good position because we've seen Nick Claxton struggle in matchups with 
MVP caliber bigs largely because he ends up in foul trouble a lot of the time. That's been kind of a personal bugaboo of his against Joel Embiid in particular, because when you are in a situation where you are genuinely the Nets only, I wouldn't say playable big, but play playoff serviceable big, it's you have to be on the floor. And if you're not on the floor, you're in a bad position. And so making sure that he stays on the floor and, you know, hoping that the refs can and will tighten things up in terms of not calling quite so much in the playoffs. I think that's going to be crucially important on, on that front as well. Yo, what up, man? It's JQ. Find me on Twitter, NVO JQ. Yo, what's up, fellas? Yeah, I just got to say some quick things real quick, man. For the rest of the Nets fan base, it makes no sense to try and go for a rebuild, to miss playoffs, to go and draft, like try to get the lottery. Listen, man, draft our draft, compensation in the next couple of years has nothing to do with us whether we do bad or we're good that all comes from what phoenix does and dallas and all the other picks that we have because unfortunately we just don't have our picks so why are we going to try to tank and not make the playoffs man like these are developmental years for mikhail bridges he needs to be in the playoffs these couple years and like really find himself and maybe we have something with him, you know, like he needs to be the first option on a playoff team to see where he's really at. And we move forward from there, man. That's all I got to say. Mikhail Bridges is learning too. You see him learning on the flight. How does he deal with double teams? You know, adding that three point pull up to his game. How does he become a playmaker and find guys off the lob when he, when he dribbles in, how does he use his mid range to, to feign fate defenders up and, and then get to the, the bucket. You, you see him adding all those tools to his game and getting more aggressive and more aggressive and more aggressive. So it'll be nice to see that in a playoff scenario too, because even if he struggles a little bit at times, he'll take those lessons for the, the next time around. He's new to this role. Um, you look at the numbers, it's amazing what he's done over a big sample size right now, but he still has room to grow. And, and that's maybe the most exciting thing about the Nets right now. I mean, not only that, right? We also have the expectations. I know we've talked about this a bunch. The expectations are off of us in terms of needing to win this playoff series or a championship or what have you to be successful in the playoffs. I think, and I think that's important. I think that's important for players because if Mikhail Bridges in, in some imaginary scenario was brought in to be the piece that won the Nets a championship alongside Kevin Durant or something like that, the expectations would be different and he wouldn't have the you know ability to fail. And the ability to fail, not without consequences, but to fail and to learn and to grow and to get better and, you know, become someone who can be more in this role in the future. And I think that's going to be really important as we enter a new era for this Nets team. Uh, from the chat, Jonathan says it's a difference between being a fourth option with the Suns versus being the first options here. Hell yeah. And we know we all watched. You think we didn't we didn't watch the Suns get to the finals the year that we thought the Nets were going to get to the finals? It's just now he's the guy. Now he's got to lead the way. And I want to see Nick Claxton against Embiid and in the playoffs. I want to see, um, I don't know, we'll, 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 we'll get there. I'm trying to get to these uh, voicemails quickly that, you know, two or there, you guys are funny. I'll put out a tweet like, yo, new talking Nets at four, and then the show will start. And then you guys start sending voicemails. Yo, what up, fellas? It's your boy Rahala again. Listen, guys, I just want to say, no matter what happens today and over forward, we're playing with house money. We're dealing with a team that's developing, and we're going to go into the offseason with good energy, good vibes, 
and see what happens. The future looking bright for the Nets, no matter what. So this is house money for us. And it just makes it sweet that uh, we have moved on. I definitely have moved on from KD and Kyrie, but we still got Kevin Durant out here talking that nonsense, talking about we didn't want the organization look shitty or whatever and, and, and whatnot. Bruh, bruh, stop, stop talking about the Nets. Stop talking about the Nets. You're still thinking about us. Stay in Phoenix. Enjoy the cactus. You know what I'm saying? Don't slip on the floor and don't hurt yourself. And as for Kyrie, <laughs> I, man, I got nothing to say about that, dude. Man, y'all already know what I think about Kyrie and his barbarian ideas and shit. Bruh, <laughs> Kyrie out here talk about, I didn't expect to get traded. You asked for a trade, my guy. You asked for a trade. That's all I got to say about that. Let's go next. And let's go talking next. No comment. Show, no bro. comment. Kyrie, Kyrie said he didn't expect to demand a trade. That's what it was. Exact quote was: "I didn't expect to demand a trade." That's what I was saying. I don't. Don't even get me started on what these guys are saying now. It's so far in the past, and I'm glad. I'm glad that this nonsense has nothing to do with us anymore. All things considered, Sean Marks got out of that situation with these two, and, and look at the comments. You know, after you don't hear anybody from the net side talking about what's going on with them, but now that they made that move. And like I said, you know, these guys think that they have all the control and power. The basketball guys have control and power. The universe has control and power. You think you're doing something or you can control something, and uh, it doesn't always work out how you have planned. You got something, Hudson, or are you good? I don't want to I don't want to get called out on Twitter again for talking about you know our exes or whatever. It, it's I talk about Vince Carter. I talk about Jason Kidd. I talk about former Nets. I talk about Jared Allen and Karis LeVert. Like, it's fine. But I, I get it that, like, some people are still butthurt and emotional. And there is a fraction of our fan base that they're not even sure if they're still Nets fans. They just have all this Nets merch. And they're like, they got yeah. Suns avatars now on Twitter. <laughs> and a blue check mark. All right. Play this last Yo, what's up, talk Nets, what's up, y'all? Yo, listen, I agree. I'm listening to the show. Y'all know that. Um, I was calling to ask, do y'all think that the chemistry in the office is going to be that, could be, can be that much better because. So, someone is calling the voicemail right now. <laughs> For what it's worth, just, I do think that the chemistry can be that's better. That's overriding yeah. the, that's big fan breezy in the chat. I know that's you. I appreciate you, bro. Uh, someone is calling right now. This call goes away. Okay, and now I can finish your voicemail. Playing different teams night to night before we go to the playoffs where we play one team night after night. See what I'm saying? So I think we could develop a lot of chemistry. We had 33 assists last game. The game before that, we had 30 assists. And I think the Nets could beat any team if we got 30-plus assists a night. Um, I'm watching the show, just enjoying the show, man. And, yeah, shout out to y'all. But these last few games, it's a lot of playoff intensity because we don't know who's going to be where. And I think we can get fifth seed only because Randall is out the lineup for the Knicks. So I don't know how they – this is the first time all season, to my knowledge, that they've been without with, with him without – I mean, been without him in the lineup. So we'll see. I don't know if that fifth spot is safe for the Knicks fans, but we'll see. Uh, love it, man. Talking Nets, I'm here, man. What's up? Well, bulletin board material, I'd rather play Philadelphia than Cleveland. So fifth seed, I, I think the sixth seed is actually a little bit more uh, appealing if, if everything stays as it is right now. When you go into the specific matchups, though, I, I agree with him in the sense of this is a team of vets. 
and, and I think with Jacques Vaughn as the coach and the team of vets, they can lock in against a specific opponent and, and maximize the game plan uh, You know that, that's going to be consistent over the course of a playoff series. Ultimately, it comes down to how many threes they're making. If they're, they're hitting their clean looks from threes, they, they got a shot to, to hang in and, and win some of those games. When they're not, they, they usually don't because that's how the team is currently constructed w- without you know a, a bunch of guys who can go get their own. Yeah, and not only is it how the team is constructed, but at this point, it's just a rule of basketball. If you're hitting your threes, any team can win any game, right? And obviously, the Nets are constructed to be better at, at hitting their threes. But even when it comes down to a matchup against the Sixers, which I do like other than the fan aspects of it, I think the Nets have a better chance to beat them than they do to beat the Cavs. I think the Cavs are a terrible matchup for us. But the truth of the matter is that the Sixers are a better team. And the Nets will need to hit their threes to win any games because there is a reality, and it's an unfortunate one, where the Nets go on a skid. They can't hit their threes for four games, and all we're taking away are moral victories and not any real ones on the basketball court, which is fine. And, you know, the reality of the situation that we're in, but hitting threes is going to be the answer if the Nets are going to be winning any games in any playoff series. Uh, shout out to whoever called twice from Dobbs Ferry at 434 and 434. Your voicemail is not registering. Um, you got to just hit the chat. And that's all we've got anyway. We're wrapping this thing up. Thanks for watching. Thanks for the support. It's a long season. And obviously you can tell some people have dropped off and good. We were filtering, filtering them out. We were filtering out the stands. Uh, it's, refresh, it's refreshing for me to see some of the same names in the chat. Some of the same people calling and watching and still, you know, even hitting me like shout out to Will. Will always hits me when we get a new talking nets like that's motivation enough to come together and do the pod. Right. You know, Rehala, big fan breezy. Jared has notifications on as soon as we go live. Jared is in the chat. So we do this for y'all. We appreciate y'all. Shout out to Cook Carter pulling up. Um, we, we got the playoffs coming up, but there's six more games left. Five of them at home. The Nets got to handle business. Enjoy watching the game tonight. Uh, just like Jared said in the chat, hit the like button and subscribe to Talking Nets. And uh, I'll be on WFAN after the post game talking about the Nets, talking about baseball and other things. And uh, I look forward to doing this next week and doing this during the playoffs and hope that the Nets can surprise some people and we'll see uh, if the chips fall wherever they, they may. Um, going back to one thing before we end, I just went and pulled up the standings. I'm not going to be able to throw it up in the chat, but the Knicks are two and a half games up on us and without Brunson and without Randall. And tonight they play the Cavs. They're, they're going to get beat by the Cavs. Even if they had those guys, they'd probably get beat by the Cavs. Then they host the Wizards, who could just be trying to play spoiler. They've got two games against the Pacers and a game against the Pelicans. They should be all right. And I want them to be all right because I want that 3-6 that matchup. I don't want, uh you know, the uh, – Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, uh, really Donovan Mitchell, uh, homecoming that these guys will have in the playoffs against Brooklyn. I'm good on that. So, uh, Can I respond to William Guzman in the chat real quick? He asked when I'm on WFAN. You can catch me, Sports Illustrated, every day. Uh, I'm on <laughs> Mad Dog Radio next week a couple times, Wednesday, 7 to 9, uh, Thursday night as well. I just did Busted Open Radio yesterday you can catch the podcast of that what's it open like, radio what's that that's pro Meg wrestling stallion no that's pro wrestling yeah i wish uh that that's <laughs> with wrestlemania coming up if you like wrestling you can check that out thank you cook carter those youtube shorts they they be lit and then you know if keith, <laughs> if keith wants me in the studio i'll come by one day but yeah yeah, yeah. definitely um now that i'm bringing people in the studio 
I realized that I can do that. I would love to have you on. When was the last time you were even on WFAN? It wasn't that long ago. I mean, I was on CBS Sports Radio every week for a while and, yeah. and, until I gave that one um, up just because of I had just too right. much so stuff I, going on. And, and I did. I used to do. You know, Chernoff was was running the show, but I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did spots on WFAN. Uh, you know, the handful. Of wasn't times. a crazy question, William Guzman. You know, he has been on WFAN and CBS Sports Radio, which is right next to each other in the same yeah. station. But yeah. that's all we got. I got to go run. These guys got to run. Thank you guys for watching. Subscribe. Follow us. Leave a voicemail, leave a review, and we'll be back to do what we do. Let's go Nets. Let's go Nets. Brooklyn.